Good evening, everybody, and welcome to STGC on Thursday, uh, January 24th, I believe it is. Uh, one day before Resident Evil 2 drops, of course, I've been playing it for the past week, and it's fucking awesome. And I, uh, I, can't oh. wait. I can't wait for everybody here to finally experience this amazing game tomorrow. So, so what the deal is tonight, guys, is um, we've got half an hour of actual no-shit uh, gaming industry news to talk about. It's been a lot of really cool NPD stuff. Uh, and Matt Piscatella, who is everybody who watches this show, everybody knows Matt by this point. Like Matt joins us every month to talk about all the blessed NPD news and tell us about how uh, terribly the games industry is doing and about how all the CNN articles in 2012 are finally coming to fruition. And it's all going down in flames. Um, and after that, we are going to take a short break and we will be back with the actual show, uh, the live show at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with uh, Jeff Grubb from GamesBeat and, of course, our very good friend uh, Tom Johnson from GameRanks. Uh, that's going to be an utter fucking disaster of a podcast and I can't wait to experience it. It's going to be so good. Uh, tonight we got uh, on the panel, uh, we got Derek up the corner. What's up, man? What's going on, everybody? Jeff, who I'm just still so fucking happy to see back on this podcast. Jeff, how you doing, bud? I'm good, actually. Mm. I'm recovering from my poor dinner choices. That was Matt. Matt, did, Matt, did you see? Did you see what Jeff tweeted out, Matt? Don't repeat it. I did not. <laughs> Super embarrassing. <laughs> you just... The problem is, like, like, I just eat whatever random foods around the house, and then I just decide <laughs> to drink random stuff. And then sometimes I stop and think, I'm like, I just had a beer, a pop, and yeah, it's and a pickle <laughs> and a and a Tupperware of some rice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mixing random foods and uh justin is here as well justin what's up man hey how's it going uh it's going well uh and speaking of things going well uh the industry uh all my stupid jokes aside is doing exceptionally well right now um and to tell us all about it is matt piscatella is always from npd so matt why don't you tell us about how good them video games are doing everything's doomed well, we're done that's, that's it that's it we'll see everybody uh we'll see everybody tomorrow yeah. night or next, next a good half hour uh, no, everything's uh, everything's good. I mean, uh, this month, uh, Switch really did some big work thanks to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, which is the biggest uh, launch for an exclusive title in history. Uh, that helped the Switch really push numbers, and overall, um, you know, software is a little bit lighter than uh, we thought, but accessories and game cards were really strong. Uh, but really, this month was was Switch. It was Smash. Uh, it was in the game pads and headsets. And of course, uh, Call of Duty and Red Dead were still uh, right there at the top of the list. So all in all, really strong holiday quarter, really strong December. Uh, track sales up 13% on the year. You know, that's pretty darn good. So I just want to point out uh, it's, uh, something to everybody, but especially uh, Zach the Smack Robertson in chat right there. Um, everybody uh, poo-pooed uh smash ultimate and said oh it's you know smash games don't sell great they don't sell I, this is the guy right here and i will fucking pull up the episodes where i said it this is the guy right here that said smash ultimate is going to do fucking insane numbers I now mean, in it, in everyone that. else's defense john the data didn't back you up because smash sells good but yeah the, the it's two never of us, been nintendo's top seller the two of us it, were probably the most bullish on it out of the group for example, and 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 I was still probably more bullish than a lot of people broadly in the industry, but like I still had no clue that it was going to do this well because, like you said, Jeff, Smash does good, but it's not like this. But so here's the here's the real point behind all this: is See, I finally also, got one fucking right. I finally yeah. got one right. Okay, <laughs> okay. that's all I okay. care. Okay, all right, all right, all right. 
Thank you. Yeah, well done. I didn't. I didn't put it on my top ten predictions list. I thought it was coming out too late. I thought uh, that it was really going to be a, a Pokemon Christmas, and uh, man, Smash uh, just blew away any anyone else's expectation. Um, and I mean, shoot, like the kind of numbers we're talking about in just a few weeks are we haven't seen them before. So uh, yeah, all in all, you know, really great holiday for Smash. Um, wow. So I, I have a question. Um, the uh, the switch, I remember reading uh, and if, if, if you if anybody in chat has not gone back and seen all the really interesting information that Matt has been tweeting out about this the past week, like I highly recommend you go check it out because it's fascinating stuff. Um, but I remember seeing that the switch had the best um, the best performance uh, sales wise for a console this month than any other month this gen. Um, this is the single. This is the single best month for a console this current generation, uh, and the Switch uh, ended 2018 as the highest selling console. Is 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 that right, Matt? Okay, so so was it November or I'm sorry, was it December that pushed the Switch over the edge? Uh, yeah. I mean, PlayStation 4, which had an amazing year itself, um, and heck, for that matter, Xbox One had a great year. Uh, but PS4 had been leading, uh, leading the way for January through November. Um, but you know, Switch and Nintendo platforms in general always have very strong Decembers. I mean, that's really when they shine. Uh, and with Pokemon and of course Smash, uh, it really shined a lot more than I think most people thought. I mean, I was expecting maybe you know it would squeak in to the lead position for the year, but nope, it just decided that it was gonna uh, bulldoze everything around the corner. Kind of barreled in uh, there real hard. It did, and a couple other things happened. Like, so Sony wasn't really promoting very heavily around Christmas. Uh, you know, they've had such a great year; um, they didn't really feel the need to. Uh, Xbox One has had a really good growth year themselves, um, but really, holiday was all about Smash uh, and Switch. So, like for a December month, it was the best December uh, since uh, the Nintendo Wii in December of two thousand nine. Jesus, that's fucking. Um, Fucking insane. God damn. Yeah. So we're talking numbers that we haven't seen in 10 years. Um, oh, and just imagine what this year is going to be. I mean, I mean, think about the titles that are potentially coming out this year. You got, um, uh, you know, there, there's some kind of a Metroid title coming this year. Nobody knows if it's going to be Prime Trilogy or or 4, but there's going to be a Metroid title this year. There's all those rumors. It's I mean, there's a mainline. thinks Metroid is going to be a big system mover. Hey, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, Fuck you. Because I said you, I said that Smash was going to be a big seller and nobody believed me and look look at that john shit. these things are not connected yeah. i'm like john you saying it is not connected to <laughs> no what i'm saying is that i've got the magic i've got the magic touch okay i've got i've got john, the touch, john okay no one i'm on sure this that show i'm sure that Metroid matt will factor that into his predictions <laughs> as much as i do except uh, <laughs> oh no excu excluding you i'm telling you that ain't happening. Okay, however, so, however, everything else the Switch has this year, plus I expect I mean there's a mainline I, I mean PS4 and Xbox One to slow down considerably in um I don't know. There's I mean first party content doesn't seem that we know of particularly strong on I mean, because we don't know what's coming. Like, yeah, that's the problem, right? But but like third party output at least these first couple of months is really, really strong. Like Resident Evil 2 is going to be huge. Um, you know, you've got Kingdom Hearts coming, what, a week away? No, Kingdom Hearts is like next Tuesday, dude. It's That's Tuesday. It's like oh my four God. days. Tomorrow, wasn't it? Yeah. In Japan. Well, oh, okay. It's tomorrow in Japan. 
Yeah, Zach, Zach in chat um, asks a really good question. Matt, do you think we're seeing PlayStation slow slightly because PS4 is basically running out of people to sell to or? Uh, no, you know, uh, so PS4, so when you look at historical trends, right, you look at all the cycles in history, the last two years for PlayStation 4 have been so far above what one would normally expect from a normal cyclical sales curve. Uh, so like it's been overperforming for a very long time. Uh, and one of the things that people aren't really catching on to, because of course they can't because they don't have the data is that price points haven't been coming down on hardware. Like the average price someone or the average amount someone pays for a PS4 or an Xbox one are actually flat or up this year. Um, so we're not seeing like in history when this time around, like when the PS2 was around this long, we saw all these really steep price drops that really drove units. Uh, they don't have to do that. The sales curve is still very, very strong at an elevated price point. So they're going to go ahead and you know take advantage of that and make more per unit. Uh, sure, they're not selling maybe as many units as they could, uh, but they're making more money doing this probably. Um, so eventually, you know, it depends on what their plans are. If PS5 is 2020, um, and holiday, then they still have two years uh, to work with the PlayStation 4. This gives them a lot of opportunity to do things like price promote, to bundle promote, uh, to really help sustain this curve for the next two years. Um, but when we look at the numbers, whether it's X1, PS4, Switch, mobile, uh, you know, or PC, we keep seeing more people showing up. We're seeing a higher incidence of cross ownership. So people owning more than one console. So I don't think we're running out of consumers. I think that, um, you know, perhaps the price sensitivity, um, you know, the price points haven't got to the point where the price sensitive shoppers are jumping on board quite yet. So, wow. I mean, because also in November, we did see huge performance for the PS4 with that 199 right. yeah, Spider-Man bundle. Um, right. They sold like, out in like three hours. Uh, and they didn't come back nuts. with that again in December, right? Which tells you that, um, they probably they couldn't want afford to. to do that many of those. Well, I mean, they or, could well, have. Yeah. They could have, but, you know, why do that if you, you know. You don't have if to. You, if, you, if you hit that price promotion button too much, uh, then all of a sudden your base price is lower than it otherwise would be, right? So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing more of a classic high-low strategy, which is keep the price high. And then, you know, when you do discount, you see these huge, massive lifts. Um, whereas like an Xbox One S, you can get regularly promoted. And so um, I think they're they're really taking advantage of that premium position in the market, uh, which is what they should do with their positioning. Um, so, and also just, we, we do have worldwide numbers for Sony for this holiday, right? They said it was like 18 million, the second best holiday. I think they gave, Sony gave an update at um, at CES this year, right? Uh, I don't recall. I don't know if anyone else does. I think it was like it was like ninety million. I think worldwide. Ninety-one. That, that 91. Was ninety-one point six worldwide. Sold I think through, but and, and it's sold through. Yeah, sold through. Not 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 selling you. These yeah, are I, that are in people's homes. I but I think they also said it was like eighteen million for the holiday. It was their second best. Yeah, holiday. it was. Yeah, it was something like that. And um, while we're, while we're on this topic, if I can, um, please. And, sorry, not to steal Matt's thunder. This data is an NPD. Um, but we did get some global sales numbers for um, the Xbox One, which is pretty rare. 
Oh, uh, interesting. Our oh, friend, of, friend of the show, uh, Z Huge. Oh, uh, Z, he's, oh, he's artificially Z. from Microsoft, but as we all know, he's pretty good with this stuff. Um, he puts it at around 41 million mm -hmm. globally um, and says that the digital share on Xbox compared to other platforms is, in, is much higher uh, in terms of the digital physical split, which is interesting. Um, so I thought maybe the, the global number for Xbox might be worth a quick talk. And then the, if you guys have any opinions on why uh, the digital market share is so much larger there. Uh, you know, I got some ideas, but just figure that's worth bringing up at this point. Well, what's interesting? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. What's interesting to me is that worldwide, like we all know that Xbox doesn't perform in, you know, across the rest of the world the way it traditionally does in the United States and Canada. Um, but that that would put Xbox at less than half of what PS4 sold worldwide, which is, that's that's not a, like, I don't know, Matt, worldwide, I mean, what are we now? One, two, 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 six, almost six years into the generation, five, five and a half years, something like that. Um, where is like is are are those healthy numbers worldwide right now for Microsoft? Forty one million sold, five and a half years in. I, I have no idea. I have no visibility on the European or or uh, Asian data, so I wouldn't even want to hazard a, an opinion on it. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, in um, the U.S. market, like you said, much stronger performance. I think the two are a lot closer than people might think. Right, yeah, uh, I think but you're yeah, right. worldwide, it's a whole different. It's a whole different story. I think you're right about that. Um, that's that's interesting. That's the it's, last that's, time we got Microsoft sale uh, console sales numbers. God, it had to have been years, right? Like it's been a couple of years we, since we get estimates every so often. And I like years ago, it was around thirty-five million. So yeah, I the last like official number I remember getting was like ten million or something. Like yeah, I, they haven't given ago. the official number in a long time. And that's actually a lower number than I expected, but I'm yeah, not surprised it's... about the higher digital. Um, so, so, so that's something that I want to, I, I would like to throw at Matt. Um, so like I, Jeff, Jeff, what, are, are there actual numbers there for digital sales? Um, no, um, I tried, I tried to look di uh, deeper into it. It just says there's a, a large digital share on Xbox compared to other platforms. Interesting. Matt, any, uh, want to wager a guess as to why you think that might be? Uh, so unfortunately, due to data sharing agreements we have with our publishing partners, I can't actually speak to splits between okay. physical and digital. Um, I won't say that that statement's wrong, but uh, I can't confirm that it's right. <laughs> that's a very, okay. very diplomatic answer. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I like that. Well, Matt, are you okay if we just talk about it and you just kind of... Matt, live your dream. Uh, <laughs> you just can't comment on it. I, yeah. I was just going to say, I, I think it might speak to the confidence in the Xbox ecosystem with what they've been doing with backwards compatibility and all their services. People know, especially as we approach the end of the generation, you know, if they buy Rainbow Six Siege on their Xbox One, whenever the next Xbox comes, they know they'll still be able to play that game on the next Xbox. Everything, I think sense. people feel secure in their purchases and they're future proof. Uh, and they know Microsoft's going to look after them in that regard. And I think. Well, and I think just in general, like Microsoft as like a whole company has really focused on subscriptions and digital ecosystems and stuff. And I think even um, even aside from like the backwards compatibility thing, which I do think is a significant um, contributing factor, I think people just feel comfortable in buying stuff like that from Microsoft um, and, you know, People that like Xbox really like the Xbox ecosystem. They really like, you know, using Xbox Live. Um, and I think 
just in general, just from what I've noticed, like even just among like enthusiast discussions, I think people are a lot more open to things like Game Pass and stuff than like the that PlayStation was... fan base is. Because like I remember like when PlayStation Now was announced, it was met with a lot of um a lot Derision. of skepticism. But like Microsoft has now started talking about Project X Cloud. And people are really positive and really excited for it. And e- even the same thing, like, with, um, you know, PS4 Pro versus Xbox One X reactions. Like, people in the Microsoft camp were much more welcoming to that kind of change. And I think just, you know, traditionally Microsoft, like, customers are much um, more in tune with, like, you know, investing in an ecosystem, carrying it forward, all that sort of thing. So it doesn't really surprise me. Like, I think a lot of the PlayStation fan base um, these days is a bit more traditional console oriented. Um, And I think we've seen that in the strategies that, you know, Sony has been doing this generation. Well, um, while Microsoft is trying is, you know, um, going with a lot more of the tech company ecosystem. Well, I also think like I think I think, you know. The real question for me is whether or not Game Pass is like is included in these numbers, right? Because if Game Pass is included in these numbers, then that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Well, yeah. and um, keep in mind, like Game Pass, you can install the game with Game Pass, and then it's very easy to just click that purchase button, and then you've got your save game with you, your progress, and the game's already installed. So I, I've actually got a, um, I've got a. So I want to, I want to bring Matt back into the conversation. Um, I've got a, I've got a question for Matt uh, that's been kind of sitting in the back of my head ever since we started talking about uh, Nintendo sales, and it's, is there a sense in the sales analytic community, Matt, uh, that Nintendo may after, or like, are people getting a little more bullish on Nintendo hitting that twenty million benchmark by March or? Is that still just a pipe dream? Are you asking like, about his favorite number in his entire I, fucking job I'm gonna, right I, now. I, I'm going to ask. <laughs> I, I, the question must be asked, Derek. It's it's the, the the obsession over this 20 million number. I just I don't I just can't understand it. Uh, 19 so, and a half, and want, Nintendo will be doomed. I just want to know if it's uh, going to happen. Seriously, shit. Uh, so there there is no consensus. In fact, like I've never seen a group of people so not in sync on one particular thing than this. Um, you see wide variations between the financial analysts. You've got some people talking about production runs and in, in for components and trying to make estimates out of that. Um, you've got like you've got the even the analyst side all over the board. Um I don't get it looking at these sales numbers. Man, if you have the best year in 10 years in a December that any consoles had and the publisher that, you know, manufactures that that console is the leading publisher in the market despite us not even tracking their digital sales. That's nuts. And you know, digital sales are meaningful on Switch. I, I don't understand that there's what's still impossible this anymore. intense bearishness from some areas of the financial community and, and the analyst community. I don't, I don't understand it. I've never seen, it. I've never seen uh, this kind of just industry wide fixation on a sales number as I have this never. Nintendo twenty million number. Never, like, not maybe I, not since Atari uh, the twenty six hundred or uh, mm-hmm. uh, the big video game crash of eighty three when they were bearing Atari games. Uh, it's just, but like the reason I'm I so think, interested in it is I because think, other people are interested in it, right? Like people are so fixated reason, on this shit. I think the reason this one gets brought up is because 
it's a very like it was a very bullish um statement from Nintendo and that's a bit uncharacteristic of Nintendo. I like they like they were very kind of like hey, we're going to go we're going to go big for this. And it's been a while since Nintendo's been in a position where they were able to do that and I think they don't really tend to, you know, openly state that they're you know aiming that high and i think because of that it seemed kind of uncharacteristic and you know exciting um well but you yeah, guys people have gotten really obsessed over that number you guys also know what's going to happen if nintendo hits that benchmark then people are going to say the you know the console was over nintendo has won video games completely and if it doesn't hit that 20 million number people are going to say nintendo is now dead it doesn't matter if it's 90 19.8 million well they didn't hit 20 million so it's yeah, all which is weird now. because if you <laughs> like, want to well, look I mean, at the story of this year all three console manufacturers are have doing done fantastic, fantastic. You yeah, know, they, this is not victory is not mutually exclusive in this. Everyone's succeeding, and that's kind yeah, of the, that's kind of the thing that's really exciting. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to oh, cut you off, Matt. Hmm. I think that's kind of the thing for me that's really exciting about where this industry is going because, um, you know, with the way you know things have gone in the past, there's been a lot of discussion about if you know the industry can really actually support three major console manufacturers. Um, and platform holders, because um, generally we've had two do quite well, one usually one doing very well, and then somebody getting kind of, you know, knocked out due to various mistakes and stuff. And the past couple of years have kind of proven that, yes, like all three of these platform holders um, do offer something that people want and have been very successful. And a lot of the games have also been you know, very successful. Like, um, like Smash Nintendo, Brothers, like I predicted. Yeah, Nintendo and Sony's games have are have been doing bigger, <laughs> bigger numbers than ever um, the past couple of years. And I think, like, and, well, I mean, know, let's I not think, forget Spider. Let's not forget Spider Man either, right? Like, like I mean, yeah, Spider Man would fucking do, well, blew everything out of the water. Like, I mean, that was <laughs> that was fucking that was fucking insane. Um, I also want to mention. Um, yeah. I, I also want to mention real quick. Um. Matt, if memory serves me correctly, you'd say that Red Dead Redemption 2 was the best-selling game of the year. Um, yep. So no surprises there, right? That falls pretty much in line with what you were anticipating? Yeah, uh knew it would be very close this year between uh, Red Dead 2 and uh, Call of Duty. Um, and it was. And yeah, Red Dead 2, Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, was the bestseller for the year. I thought you said Red Dead Reddit 2. I was like, that's not a game that anybody wants. It's been a week. Nobody yeah, wants fucking yeah. Red Dead Reddit too. Oh, we lost we lose Jeff. Jeff, Jeff yeah, decided he's fucking had enough of this podcast. There, oh, there he is. He's back. Jeff is back. And um, I was just gonna uh, say, we're. Oh, you had Matt. Oh yeah. Uh, to go back to uh, to Jeff's point, um, you know, the difference this time around is that we have uh, three console platforms that are highly differentiated. Well, much more differentiated than we've had in the past. The cross ownership rates between PS4 and Xbox One are pretty high. One in four people that own one of the boxes owns the other. The cross ownership rates between PS4, X1, and Switch are are very very high. Um, so we're we're seeing a lot more people buy multiple systems because they're offering very kind of different approaches of gaming and and different games and different ways of playing. And I think that's that's the difference this time around, is that they're all not trying to be the same thing like we saw in the PS2, Xbox, Cube era with all of the same games doing the same stuff. Yeah. 
So, uh, Derek, we're pushing up against our uh, our stopping point here? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we're, we're running low on time. Uh, just before we went, I wanted to give one last shout-out. Um, as you pointed out in your thread, Matt, um, you did a prediction of what you thought the top 10 selling games of the year would be. And uh, lo and behold, the only two things that were drastically off uh, were Fallout 76 being on the list and Smash Brothers not being on the list. And uh, frankly, like nobody beginning of the year early in the year really thought that fallout 76 was going to turn out the way that it did um for better or for worse which is really just for worse um and we've already been over how nobody could realistically have expected ultimate smash ultimate to do nearly as well as it did in only a single month except Um, for me except for me and I we heard my this. comments about that. So I anticipated so this. I just want to say once again, anybody who um whoever <laughs> I've now discussed Jeff to the point where the, he's bouncing. Anyone who ever doubts the quality of your work, you know. That's all I got to say. Well, that's that's very kind. I, I I hope you tell that to all of our clients. And anybody who doubts <laughs> the quality of our podcast, you are one hundred percent correct. <laughs> Derek, you want to, uh, so, uh, so we'll go ahead, Matt, dude, thank you so much for I, yeah, always, man. Man, your monthly MPD stuff. I, I love it. I look forward to this. A, a great deal, man. Always fun. Say hey to, to the rest of the guests for me. We will. And, and, and speaking, speaking of our, our guests, uh, we're going to take a short commercial break and we will be back live with, uh, Jeff Grubb from Gamesbeat and Tom Johnson from Game Ring. So please stay tuned. <laughs> 